Bud's Weekly Geek Out. Chum, 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 now it's good to be a geek. The podcast. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Weekly Geek Out podcast. I say weekly very loosely because... And you say this week like we've been doing this for a while. (laughs) Well, fake it till you make it, bud. My name's Art Aronson. I'm a reporter here at The Zone at 91.3. I'm here with the resident geek, bud. Hi, I'm bud. And uh, DJ Boitano, Brian. Hi, I'm also a geek. So, yeah, in this podcast, we like to talk about uh, geeky things, Uh, a lot of comic book movies. We're going to talk about TV shows, uh, movie news, anything that's really geeky. I think we'll start out with uh, Bud's Weekly Geek Out, though. What do you got on tap this week? Uh, This week I talked about, right, because, of course, we're recording this on a, like, later in the week after, after I do my geek out. So, I guess... This past Wednesday on Bud's Weekly Geek Out, uh, I talked about the upcoming Ghostbusters World game, which, just think Pokemon Go, but then put ghosts into it. And there's there's a lot more to it than that, but it's uh, it'll be coming soon for iOS and Android, and looks pretty good, because they built a few more layers into it than, uh, than what was in Pokemon Go, which is oddly sort of still a thing. Um, but you can hear the whole thing at uh, thezone.fm slash geekout, and you can hear the geekout live uh, Wednesdays at 7.20 with Dylan and Jason in the oh, morning zone. I want to say what I'm looking forward to that with with the app. And I know and Jason was saying something about, you know, there's going to be a lot of idiots running out into traffic again. Again. Yes, that's going to happen. <laughs> it might be me for the first couple of weeks because I really latched on to the Pokemon Go stuff. Yep. So the thing that I'm looking forward to with, with this app is the ability to, like, kind of kind of pull the team up with friends and yep. then like take on the state puff marshmallow man yeah there's they have a raid know. mode where you have to join up with people because if you try on your own you're gonna get squished but the thing is is like what pokemon has on this is that there are all sorts of different types of pokemon that you could catch whereas here they're making up the ghosts oh basically. man yeah there's a toilet ghost there there are eyeball ghosts there is the ghost of christmas past like i really feel like they started running out of ideas because uh, they didn't have this, you know, fully fleshed out horde of Pokemon to choose from. So can it be gross too in the one thing. Do it because <laughs> they had uh, so Pokemon Go had like the waypoints, right? Yeah. And and so these waypoints is where you can, you know, catch Pokemon. You can get like different cool items and stuff. And those waypoints are usually uh, areas within an actual map that if there's like a sign for a park or something, that becomes a waypoint, right? Or if there's a, a, a cool structure that, uh, you know, has shown up and, and has been made uh, available or visible on Google Maps, that becomes a waypoint. Where my old condo was at uh, uh, when Pokemon Go was a thing and I was still living in my condo, right? there was a waypoint, um, but I had to be, in order to be close enough to it, I had to be in my bathroom. <laughs> Oh, so no. I spent the majority of the Pokemon, oh, my no. Pokemon going when I was on the toilet. You know you what? Know? <laughs> it's was... 2018. I'm sure this is actually not a, a rare instance anymore. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, boy. So, now, still. getting back to Pokemon Go, because I, I never really got into that. I kind of miss the whole Pokemon train. I don't know if I lose my geek card. because no, I No, there's lots of geeky out. things. That's fine. Okay, but back to Pokemon Go. That was obviously a huge rage for a while, and people are still doing it. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the uh, again, people against it were like it was intrusive at times. People were walking into 
off cliffs, into oh, yeah, streets, yeah. and yeah. stuff like They're that. They're choosing these waypoints off of a, like off Google Maps and whatnot. And there's no way to audit like every single location to make sure that it's a accessible, b not private, or c even legal to go there. People want their Pokemon. They're gonna yeah. go and. Go, they're going to go there. Yeah, they don't care the if that's your uh, your corner you're no, sleeping yeah. in or whatever, right? Uh, but also, I thought what was good about it was it got people out, right? Yep. And meeting other people. Agreed. Right? So there, there, there are facet. some good things yeah. to yeah. go with that. Uh, Ghostbusters, maybe they've, uh, I don't know, maybe they've fine-tuned it a little bit. I would hope so. Like, it's not the same company, so it's it's definitely inspired from, uh, and there are a couple modes that require uh, multiple people, and I don't know if that means in the same space, but I hope it does, because, yeah, that's, that's again, when you get, like, a, the big gym battles or the big monsters sometimes, you know, if you have to, like... Um, uh, gang up with other with other people and friends that's good conversation in real life as well yeah group work yeah, so you mentioned work. in your geek out one more thing yeah. that uh they said late 2018 is when this is gonna be released. <laughs> yeah it's gotta be before halloween though right i you know what i i would i would love to think so but we're we're getting on in october yeah. and they said they said 2018 when it was announced in february and then this gameplay video comes out last month and they say late 2018 Ugh. so that could literally be any time between now and december this would 31st be the perfect thing to do but during trick or treat obviously halloween would be the best time to yeah. to drop this thing ideally a week or two before Mm-hmm. I smell a highly downloaded app there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, let's get into movie news now, guys. Uh, this is something that just came down. I just it came across my Twitter account as I was like running in here. So Chris Evans, a.k.a. Captain America, tweeted out, officially wrapped on Avengers 4. It was an emotional day to say the least. Playing the role over the last eight years has been an honor. To everyone in front of the camera, behind the camera, in the audience, thank you for the memories. Eternally grateful. So, <sighs> Spoiler alert? Man. What does that mean? Oh, man. What does that mean? Well, it could mean a bunch of things, right? Because, one, it could mean, and people have been theorizing this, that you know, Avengers 4 is going to be Chris Evans' swan song. Or it could just mean the end of his contract and he doesn't have another full-on Captain America movie. So, you know, it could mean nothing, right? Well, we know it's the end of his contract. I think that's been publicized quite a bit. But at the same time, what I kind of see happening or what I can see happening, and not necessarily with Chris Evans, you know, Steve Rogers could die in this, but what I could see happening is that these guys get put on the back burner. Maybe they survive this, but then there's, you know, there's room for cameos in the future. Right. Whereas like, oh, Chris Evans has a small part in this next Spider-Man movie or Mm -hmm. or, you know, you know, certain things come up, but they just don't have their own story arc. The optimistic part of me says this is about the end of his contract, not about the end of the role. Yep. But you never know. You never know. There's got to be something. But these two Avengers movies, Avengers Infinity War and Avengers 4, whatever it's being called, uh, I think Marvel has really marketed it as the end of these heroes i th- i feel like like the end of their story yep the original uh, as, as a group you mean. right as a group yeah yeah sure so sure. and and as of that story arc that started you know 10 years ago with iron man one so maybe that's you know i don't want to look too much into this tweet saying it's the end of his role mm-hmm. but the end of their you know mar 10 years the end mm-hmm. of that team certainly yeah, the end yeah. of that team so uh yeah, that's interesting news for sure. And I and I just wanted to bring it up as well because 
we gave Bud some homework to do because he hadn't seen Avengers Infinity War. It felt so <laughs> yeah. bad. I and I feel so like bad. we should get into that right now because we're talking about it oh, right I now. Know. He find, I, and what I got at 2 in the morning yep. was a text from Bud. Really and all it said is, all caps, it said, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and I knew exactly what he was talking about. Oh, I was cramming because, like, I hadn't seen the movie because I'm sometimes I'm a really bad geek and, and finally got to sit down and watch the movie. But then I had a whole night of website work. So I finished I finished up at 1130 and then I'm like, oh, we're recording the podcast tomorrow. Let's go on this movie. That's yeah, why you're in this yeah, podcast, man. Holy lightning. That's dedication. My Welcome. heart. Oh, my heart hurts. You know, one of the things that we were talking about, too, was... The fact that you were able to go this long without getting a spoiler. Oh, I'm surprised too, honestly. With the amount of stuff that happened toward the end of that movie, holy lightning, uh, I am really surprised. that, like, Because somehow I knew what happened to some of the characters. Right? This particleization thing, this, mm. this when you just, when you, when you Thanos disappear. Turn to I, ash. Yeah, I, I, I knew that happened. Like I saw a little bit of that or something. Oh, and maybe, there was memes I, everywhere. You yeah, yeah, that's probably what it was. So. And maybe I turned away, but I did not know any specific character that was going to suffer this fate. Yeah. So this and is so spoiler I was surprised here, at every single one. Well, we should really spoilers? probably, spoiler alert, this thing at the very beginning. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> well... At the same time, you, it feels like you're the last one that hasn't seen this movie. It does feel so. like that too. Yeah, one would one okay, would think we'll, that most of the people on this planet know. What there happens. has to be some statute of limitation on spoilers, right? Because you know? this has it been six months. This movie's been out for a very long time. Okay, well, we yeah. haven't said anything. Yeah, yet I haven't given that's any very specifics. spoilery. Yeah. So we're, we should say now. If you <laughs> skip ahead. I guess I don't know if we'll have to be able to timestamp this or whatever. <laughs> yeah. But if you don't, if you for whatever fucking reason you haven't seen Avengers: Infinity War, don't be a bud. One, what the hell's wrong with you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but two, if you don't want any spoilers, skip ahead. If you're waiting for the the magical Blu-ray with all the extra bits and pieces, sure, fair enough. Okay, skip ahead. But uh, but it we're was getting a into long spoilers movie. Now. It is oh, a long movie. Yes, it was, yeah. which again at two in the morning last night, I was kind of feeling it, but I was riveted. I couldn't stop. Like. Part of me, you know, midway through was like, oh, wow, I'm not even halfway through this movie. Like, should I go to sleep and try and watch it in the morning? No, no, I'm just going to power through because it was it was pretty compelling. You know, where do you rank it among the Marvel movies that you've seen so far? In the um, last 10 years. I'm going to have to put this, I would say, around three with Civil War, Cap- Captain America Civil War being the top of my list. Mm-hmm. Um, and another movie, which which I was late to seeing, but thoroughly enjoyed. Uh, which is Thor Fragalrock, or, uh, Ragnarok, um, that I would call <laughs> as, my number, as my number two. Um, with this, uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it, it's it's fighting. Infinity War is fighting Fragalrock for uh, for uh, for the for the number two spot, but it's it's definitely up there. Civil War still though, phenomenal movie. Holy smokes! Mm-hmm. But yeah, Infinity War it kind of got me right here. And it's oh. a cliffhanger, right? It, it it kind of. I mean, it wraps up the movie but it's also like what happens it's next. the world's saddest yeah. cliffhanger it's you know yeah. it's a little bit of empire strikes back i think a lot of people watch the movie and they like at the end of it they had the same thought as you they're like what the fuck yeah and they're the original they were like i don't like this right oh that sure. doesn't make it a bad movie though nope. that it ends that way right mm-hmm. just because it didn't end the way you wanted it to end doesn't make it a bad movie honestly i think the west needs a little bit more of this you know like uh i'm sure the brits i mean the, definitely the brits but like i'm sure other other cultures that are making movies are not always uh, shiny, happy people at the end of the thing. And this was certainly not that. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Thanos wins, right? Pretty How'd much. you like Josh Brolin as Thanos? Oh, phenomenal. I know he did the mocap too, and there were a lot of like nonverbal moments, where, which was, it was just, it was really impressive. Tiny, tiny, subtle things that, you know, are great to pick up in, in an actor's face. But when you're doing this motion capture, it really came through. And I, I think thought his performance really was really got it down with a motion capture. Definitely. And capturing a digital face. Because seeing a guy like Thanos, um, completely digitized yeah but to be able to actually see and feel his emotions and and be able to actually see him as more than just a two-dimensional villain absolutely is uh it's quite a feat and they do the same thing with a de-aging right like uh when they de-age kurt russell in guardians of the galaxy 2 and the same thing in civil war when they de-age robert downey jr i bet you what they're gonna i bet you also when you see captain marvel when they see a de-age nick fury sure you know you're gonna be you know very surprised like it's it's they do such a really good job and have this piece of technology in their corner that's really helping uh, their movies stand out digitally. I read a phenomenal article on Polygon about this, and it listed pretty much every time somebody has been de-aged mm-hmm. in, a, in, a Mar- in a Marvel movie in, these, in, these, in this last run. And I'm, uh, I, I don't know, do we have show notes? I'll link this in the show notes. It was mm-hmm. a really good article. Uh, and yeah, it talked about all the different times they've done this and the, and the progress that has been made and, and where it was inspired from and whatnot. Because yeah, the, the, the technology behind it is fantastic. It was really Thanos' movie, too, Absolutely. wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. In many ways, he was, yeah, I won't say he, was, he, was, he wasn't the protagonist, but he was yeah, an anti-hero. He was a protagonist. He suffered losses. He suffered in general like a lot of the rest of the characters in the movie. It was definitely a Thanos movie. Uh, back to your point, and I should have said this just moments ago when you were talking about the de-aging and falling, but Avengers as a whole, the Avengers Infinity War, that movie, I think it's it's cinematic history. Like, to get all those characters into one movie and have it work. And to balance, yeah, that's yeah. it. To balance a, a cast, an ensemble that big yeah. must have been half the battle in in this movie is to keep pacing and stories straight. Because that's the thing, like, I didn't really lose any one character or cluster of characters' stories. They mm-hmm. would come back to it and they'll be like, oh yeah, we were doing this. And that's a really, I think, very difficult thing to do for a for a screenwriter. And yeah, I applaud them for that. It, this is this does stand out. Yeah, no other, I guess, uh, movies, no other story or whatever has had this many characters and made it into one movie. So that's that was what I took away from Avengers: Infinity War. Just they were able to make it work, which is just a feat in itself. Probably also why it was two and a half hours. Yeah, that too <laughs> was the longest running time for any Marvel movie that they've done. So I believe far. it. Yeah. So my question for you, bud, is then seeing all the people that have vanished into dust <laughs> when you... Which well, one got you the worst? Finish your question. I'm going to think about that. Oh, I know which got me the worst. Um, <laughs> when you see the people that... Uh, are we in spoilers now? Are we yeah, oh, yeah. To? We're in spoilers. Yeah. Uh, okay. You, you see, you start off, you see Bucky, mm-hmm. right? And he falls and then all of a sudden just disappears. And he trash. mirrors our confusion about what the hell's going on. Yep. And then they cut to some of the soldiers in Wakanda on that Wakandan battlefield, right? And that, well, including that T'Challa. Like, oh, well, and so there, and then they cut shock. to T- T'Challa. Sakes. So, in your mind, especially with how people consume movies and consume movie news and everything, like even the Skiggy podcast. So, in your mind, knowing that there's probably going to be a Black Panther too, there's definitely going to be a new Spider-Man, and they just finished uh, shooting uh, over in in Europe or some some of the Europe scenes in Europe. 
So knowing all that, does that take away from the significance of this to you? How? How are they? I, I, like, I, I wasn't, I wasn't, they've done another spider with whom? With Tom Holland? Well, that's the thing, right? Is like so like, knowing knowing a lot of these. How things could you and, do another Guardians? How could you do another Spider Man? You can't do another Doctor Strange. Like, yeah. what the heck? Like, but then, so does that see like when you? As soon as I saw Black Panther disappear in theaters, I'm like, oh, this is not going to be permanent. They're going to fix this. See, okay, so I like I like this theory, but I'll I'll tell you that's the first time I ever considered it because I'm mm-hmm. looking at this movie and I'm like. Wow, Marvel just lost a lot of money. Yeah, you know, in in in, in sequel yeah. potential. But yeah, you're right, of course, because as much as I hate the time travel trope, it is kind of established. We have a freaking time stone. Mm-hmm. It was used as a device in the movie. Um, maybe the the grand be all and end all in this is that the whole thing is is ratcheted back, and somehow everybody makes it back. I don't know. Um, because yeah, it would be crazy for Marvel to just let go of all these franchises, and if this movie stays as canon without resolution how possibly could you do it but again movie magic but i was feeling very i mean i was feeling you know pained and defeated at the end of the movie but also curious about marvel's future because just like whoa you guys i I think you make a great point here marvel is in a they put themselves into a bit of a corner here Mm -hmm. because how do you market for future movies when you've killed off the characters already yeah and well, and that's the thing. I think they they going into this, they know that people are going to assume, oh, well, Black Panther, something's going to happen. There's going to be a reversal of this. So my main theory, and I told you, I told you this in an email that I can't really spoil uh, certain elements of what my theory is is, is going to be for Avengers Four without really spoiling Ant Man. So I won't get into right. Ant Man. Did Ant Man and the Wasp come out after Infinity War? It, yes. Okay, okay. It came out after uh, the timeline, and I and I don't know if this oh. is really much of a spoiler. No, go is for it? it. Oh no, I don't oh. think it no. Is. Well, okay. Yeah. So the timeline uh, for Ant Man though is it? And you're it talking takes the sequel, Ant Man yeah, and, and, and the Wasp. Yeah, yeah. It basically takes place in between Infinity War and Civil War. So kind of the aftermath of Civil War. Right, right? of course. And yeah. then sort of catches up in a way. Because um, Ant-Man and, um, uh, oh boy, Hunter guy, uh, Arrow guy. Um, oh, um, Clint, um, Hawkeye. Yeah, Barnes, Hawkeye. Hawkeye, Hawkeye, yeah. Hawkeye, yeah. Um, like they were just, they were explained away in one line. They, yep. They've, 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 they've <laughs> this is where they are. Taken yeah. it off to, to spend more time with their families kind of thing. So I, I that was conspicuous to me. Yep. But again, I haven't seen Ant-Man and the Wasp. So. I get what you're trying to say here. And yes, I think since we know that there's confirmed movies for for Black Panther, for uh, Spider-Man, uh, we know that those characters are coming back somehow. And so that does kind of cheapen the moment. Well, so that's this is what I'm going to say. This out. is why. is like, how do we make this significant in Avengers 4 if we know that it's all going to be reversed my theory for Avengers 4 is that it's going to start like 10 years after the snap oh wow so you're going to get to see how Captain America and the rest of the Avengers have dealt with the loss of all these people right how's Aunt May going to deal with Spider-Man well, that's the thing, right? Great You're question. gonna. You might even see because it'll it'll start ten years later. You might even actually get to see Miles Morales take up the uh, mantle of Spider-Man. Maybe he'll show up in this thing. Mm. You but know? then that's gonna be awkward if Tom Holland comes back. Yeah, but the, <laughs> so that's the thing is that you're gonna get to see how everybody is doing ten years after the snap, and then have some sort of time travel plot 
device where they end up having to go back and fix the events that led up to the snap and then things kind of go back to normal. I like this theory. Know? I like this theory very much. But I, then you get to see the the gravity of the snap. Absolutely. You know? Yeah, yeah. Even even if it's temporary, you get to, yeah, exactly as you say, you get to see how life has gone on because it does. It has to go on after such a devastating loss for mm-hmm. the, the the Avengers, the planet, the universe. Um, that's really interesting because I'm, I'm, I, I'm a fairly invested emotional movie watcher for the most part and i've just accepted this and and take on the pain you and consume still this hurts. the way they wanted you to consume oh, it oh man yeah. well yep. which oh, is Fred kind Marvel. of like i kind of envy you in that way right because <laughs> i'm less cynical you're so into <laughs> well, the news that you're well, jaded so, because yeah, yeah i think because i i consume anytime a variety comes out with an article mm. i'm reading it yeah. you know i i'm 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 so I be I've become jaded in that sense in that like well they're they're you know this the snap happened as soon as Black Panther disappeared I was like oh okay they're going to be fine right. right that makes a lot of sense yeah. and you've always been that way you've always been very encyclopedic in your in your mm. media consumption and very good with the theories and you've nailed a lot like I'm just thinking back to our Walking Dead days holy smokes like yeah, you had a lot and, of that going through well and, and that's the thing too is like it, it sometimes I like. I appreciate shows a little bit more when I binge watch it because it doesn't give me that time to think about, <laughs> you know, Good certain, call. certain theories and stuff, certain things that happen. I, I'd so. like to be more up on the the news and everything, but it's uh, just life. It's just I'm I'm a little too busy to be at that level. But I think that's a good thing. No, I I, I, I kind to... of agree as well because yeah, I, I, I as you say, Art, I probably am the ideal sort of reaction to this movie because it still kind of hurts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and. and... I mean, there's so much media out there. It's uh, very little mu- movie magic is left, I think, with mm-hmm. the theater and stuff. So it's very hard to keep a secret now. So for me, I know these characters are going to come back somehow. That's, But I don't know how it's going to happen. And that's where I'm interested. Yeah. So that's, to me, yeah, maybe it's cheap in the moment for a short period of time when, the, when they got turned to Ash because I knew that they would confirm movies for these characters to come back. But I also want to know how it happens. So, Fascinating. Yeah. Fascinating. Before we move on, wouldn't it have been awesome if after the snap you have Bruce Banner, he kind of dissipates into dust, but he doesn't <gasps> disappear and he turns into Ed Norton? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> And then, I thought you were going to say just as Hulk or just as Bruce Banner personality disappears, but somehow the Hulk personality. Hulk. But Ed, 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 well, what if like, and then War That's Machine great. turns into Terrence Howard? Yes, you know? that would be hilarious. I would love that. People. Their previous acting roles. That anyway. would have been. A, you know what? That's a good SNL sketch, right? Yeah. There, oh, for that sure. Would be yeah. Good. Uh, one character that we know is going to be part of the next Avengers, uh, Captain Marvel. A trailer mm-hmm. has come out. We've seen the first trailer. So comic book fans, they got their first look at uh, the next big superhero. With and the then release. told her she should smile more. <laughs> yeah, I, I've heard that a few times. <laughs> oh, yeah. Really? Stupid. Yeah. Oh, my God. So that movie set uh. in the 1990s, Oscar winner Brie Larson stars as Captain Marvel with the digitally de-aged Samuel L. Jackson I returning as a much younger Nick Fury. It looks so great in the trailer. It opens in March. Captain Marvel will be Marvel Studios' first female-led film Something critics say was long overdue. Are you guys excited for Captain Marvel? Yes. Yes, I very much am. Hugely. Did you like the trailer? I did, but I I think it's not, it wasn't so much the trailer that got me excited, but the potential for that movie coming out of the trailer because it didn't feel like it, it's, it feels like they're trying to market it as an origin movie for Captain, for Captain Marvel. But if you see the little tidbits that are 
you know that are woven into the trailer to me and I, again this is jaded movie news consumer kind of <laughs> guy to me it almost doesn't feel like uh an origin story you, you're gonna get to see her backstory pieced together through the uh span of the movie but i think what it is is, is as well it's sort of kind of filling in the gaps of where everybody was in the 90s and you're going to get to see a prequel to Guardians of the Galaxy mm. because you have that shot of Ronan the Accuser yeah. um, so he's going to be in it like a younger Ronan you, you have this shot of or I don't know if you saw the shot but there were like pictures of uh, uh, of Korath being a part of the uh, you know the star is it Star, not Starfleet? Whatever that, oh, that yeah. team is um, that Captain Marvel's yeah, oh, on. Oh, shoot. Um, oh, dang it. I know. Uh, uh, Starkiller, I was going to say. No. I, I, know what, I know what you're talking yeah, about, Yeah, so there... Jude Law is yeah, and, in that And in Jude that Law group. is yeah. in, in that. Um, yeah. I think there... I, I don't know if Jude Law is actually going to be Marvel now. I originally thought that he was going to be Marvel, which is like the origin. He, he's sort of the origin of Captain Marvel's powers, right? And And... Um, but I think Jude Law might actually end up being like a, a bit of an antagonist because if, you, really? if you noticed all the people that are with her on that that initial team where she's wearing kind of a Captain Marvelish suit, but they're all green. Mm-hmm. Um, those are all villains. Like, it also teased the Kree invasion, too, yeah. right? Yeah, I, which, I mean, I'm not a huge comic. Like, I didn't read a lot of those comics. So I'm kind of on this Marvel Cinematic Universe. So this, these are all new characters for yeah. me. So Do you know all I, I'm about excited the about that. I know a little the bit about the Skrulls or the Skrull invasion. That's what it is. Yeah. yeah. I know I know enough about it that they're shapeshifters and they've even like in the comic books, they've even like taken over identities for years. Yep. Right? That's and brilliant. I think that's what's gonna lead to sort of this new and I, I remember telling you about this a long, long time ago, and you're like, that's fucking stupid, man. <laughs> no way. No way. But that I think like it could end up leading to, like, some of these established characters that we've grown to know and love. Maybe they've been a scroll this whole time. Oh, man. You know? um, oh, I love there was that. that there's a theory going around. And I don't know if I put any... Me. Yeah, I know. And I don't know if I would put necessarily too, too much stock. This might be, like, some super fan reading too much into it. But uh, so the Skrulls, you know, are green, right? And they're shapeshifters and, you know, you, uh, they could be masquerading as other people. There is a line in Captain America Civil War where they meet up with Daniel Brühl right around the, the, the end, just before uh, Captain America and, and Iron Tony Man Stark, are going to, yeah. or Tony Stark, we're going to duke it out. Yeah. Um, so they meet up with Baron Zemo and he has this line when he's looking at him from behind the glass. Right. And that that bulletproof glass. And he said something like, I spent all this time studying your every move and who you are as a person. And one thing I didn't realize was that there's a little bit of green in the in the blue. Of your <gasps> eyes. What and a wouldn't long it be game. A what a crazy oh, long game if yeah. Captain America was a scroll. Uh, you see how I took that line is oh. in there's some flaw to Captain America. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's well, how that's I thing. took that line. I know. And, and but then some some nerd out there like us <laughs> kind of took that line and be like what if captain america is a scroll oh, this whole I time i couldn't take that i would be very upset i think yeah because captain america is like 
It'd to be me, too... he's the heart of the Avengers. That would be... It would be crazy. Oh. It'd be too big for someone who's like the star of a number of his own movies. Yeah. But still, that's hilarious. And it'd be I like love Harry Potter style this whole time. He was in like a trunk. Right? Like exactly. Mad-Eye Moody. Yeah. <laughs> See, Everything I love I've that. known is... That whole Mad Eye Moody thing, like I, I absolutely loved that twist at the end. Yeah. I thought that was great. Um, it was fall, in a trunk the whole time. Fall in love with yeah. the character and all the time. No, it's not really. <laughs> yeah. Not really. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was a great Harry Potter. I, which way? The Goblet of Fire. Yeah. Oh, strong yeah. book. Uh, so, Captain Marvel, how she's a badass. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's pretty much what I can see. How she's going to play a big part in defeating, or if in the next, I don't know, defeating against Thanos, she's going to join their fight. I think that's pretty clear, right? Yep. It, in terms of how, it's kind of not clear yet. No. She I'd, could have been a victim to the snap. Yeah, and I'd love to know how they're going to explain away this this dec- this you know decades of her not being involved at all. Yep. I'm sure this is going to be part of the movie, and it's just whatever. Like, she ends up frozen in ice in a plane at the bottom of the ocean or whatever mm-hmm. until, you know, uh, Avengers 4 or uh, something or other. But, uh, yeah, that'll be that'll be interesting to see how that goes as well. And I completely agree with you. It's I, I see, Brian, I see this as half an origin story and half of a fill-in-the-blanks. It's yeah. going to be really cool to see some of the earlier early development of S.H.I.E.L.D. and whatnot. Oh, for sure. And you know, you'll get to see how... You'll, I bet you people that are not in this trailer that we're going to see in this movie, and this is all speculation. I don't know if you want to... Speculation fa- alert. Fast forward through this or whatever and think it'll be a spoiler. But yeah, I bet you the people that we're, we're going to see in this movie that are going to make an appearance, you're going to see Peggy Carter again. Oh yeah, I bet because right. again, early Shield. So you get to see yep. uh, an old Peggy Carter. You'll get to see. Um, I bet you we're gonna get to see like. Well, young... Coulson is in it. We know. Yeah, that. we'll see yeah. Coulson. Yeah. But from the Guardians of the Galaxy, I bet you we're gonna get to see Yondu again. <gasps> that would be we're great. Gonna get to see Peter Quill again as like a, a young boy. Yeah, be a kid or the, something. The yep. actor oh, that Peter played Quill. Peter Quill, the young Peter Quill in the first Guardians of the Galaxy would be around the same age ah. as Peter Quill would be now, so it just makes sense to get that same kid. Totally. Right? Amazing. Somebody should slap Peter Quill. He's the reason Thanos won. You know what? <laughs> uh, okay, I will say, there were two Sorry. moments... No, <laughs> there were up. two moments where I was yelling at my screen. That was one of them. And the yeah. other one was when freaking Dr. Stephen Strange gave up the time stone. stone. No, you idiots. Did you not watch Star Trek... Whichever one it was, where the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few, just cut it out. He knows though. He knows. He knows what's supposed to happen. He's he like because you went and saw the fourteen million. Oh, Doctor Strange. Yeah, sure, sure. I love that. I was sitting with, uh, like, I was sitting right in front of Art, Caleb, and um, and Paul in the movie theater. And there's that was that scene was like, oh yeah, I went forward in time. How many possibilities did you see? And it's like fourteen million six hundred and two or whatever. And then. They're asking, well, how many did we win? <laughs> he goes, one, and then Caleb behind me, it's very loud so all the whole theater can can hear, who's like, so you're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> <laughs> a dumb, dumber reference. Bless Caleb's oh, heart. I, I forgot love about it. that. That's, That's good. Awesome. Uh, so, yeah, Captain Marvel, he's, she's going to be a big part of that, I think. I Because I, I think, I mean, there's a reason why she's the first female-led movie. I think, mm-hmm. I think. I think they'd be stupid not to have her as a big part of uh, the next Avengers, Avengers 4. So, yeah, I think we've talked enough about Avengers because, I mean, we're going to be talking about that when it comes when Goodness, it comes to the theater. Yes, we are. We are really going to. Let's talk a little bit about uh, TV series, like Marvel's TV series. Uh, Netflix just released a trailer for the new 
Daredevil season three. Now, are you guys on Daredevil? Have you guys seen the first two seasons of it? Oh yeah, I am. I am. Yeah. To me, it's my favorite of all. Yeah, have you of seen all, all of them? those have defenders? You, have you seen all of the? Oh, yeah. The, yeah. So I've seen. I, oh, I haven't up. seen the defenders. I didn't watch the defender series. Oh, did you watch Iron Fist and stuff too? Yeah. I watched uh, half of Iron Fist. I was. I didn't love it. Um, but I've watched. Uh, you know. Jessica, Jessica Jones, Jones yeah. And, and Luke Cage? Luke, uh, I've watched a little bit of Luke Cage, but Daredevil is the one I've watched every moment of. And I wonder if yeah. part, of, part of that is because it was like the first yeah. in this line, and they have, you know, they're setting, they're setting the bar high, but phenomenal show. I have not seen this trailer, though, for season three. Oh, I'm very curious okay. to watch that as soon as we're on it. Initial thoughts of... Uh, uh, well, one, because like I... They could have just gone with the the first couple of teasers that they had released, and I'm I'm still a hundred percent sold, mainly because yeah, when I first saw Daredevil, I was like, finally they got the tone right of this story. Because he's really Marvel's version of Batman, I think. Essentially, yeah, and I think, and that's that's what I have to say about this trailer that's come out. It's very Dark Knightish. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of the themes there are like the same ones in. Uh, the Dark Knight, Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight. So, and I'm excited. Wilson Fisk is coming back. It's, I I love it. I I love the first two Daredevils, and I think that his his line, his storylines are clearly the strongest out of all the. Defenders. Oh, very much so. And uh, yeah, everything that's come after it has been trying to find their own way, uh, in, in you know, and and kind of make things in their own style. I don't think they're gonna have another Defenders uh, series. I just think the the defenders were a way to bring them all together, and now they have the you know the the tools to come into each other's shows, you know, or to have even all these side characters show up in each other's shows. They've created the world. I don't think they yeah. should do another defenders as well. Um, one, so Iron Fist uh, season one, I think totally missed the boat on what the style should have been. I think I th- thought it should have been the whole series should have been like one big old school kung fu movie uh and they completely missed the boat choreography you know sucked for for the fight scenes and everything like that season two i thought the better turned it around quite a bit i thought season two was incredible and now it got me to the point where i'm a little bit more excited about iron fist and all the other side characters in iron fist doesn't he just play a bad version of himself though and i i'm a little bit tired of that a bad version of, or the guy, the the actor. Yeah, no, no, the the Iron Fist. Um, uh, sorry, I'm Danny Rand. Danny Rand. Yeah, doesn't he play like someone who has the same powers as him? Just a bad version of him. Of kind of his hero, right? Yeah, kind Marvel of. Marvel falls I've, into that formulaic a little bit. Yeah, much, but the thing know? is, with season with this uh, this last season of Iron Fist, is that they weren't afraid to shake things up, and that was my biggest takeaway from that. Um, and I don't know if this is like a spoiler alert for anybody that hasn't seen Iron Fist or hasn't seen the other season of Luke Cage. Yeah. I would love to see a season of either one of those where they're taking on each other. They're each other's sort of, uh, antagonists, mm. um, just because of the way Luke Cage ended and because of the way Iron Fist ended. And who knows, you could even throw, um, you can even throw Daredevil. Are you going to actually have, uh, because of all of their most recent seasons, uh, I think you can actually have a sort of defenders type show, but where they're all sort of attacking each other. They're all kind of against each other. Do you think the way they've set up the 
Are you watching the it right Netflix's, now? But the Netflix's, uh, t- the Netflix's um, sorry, Marvel I'm not listening to you guys. TV I've been show. listening for the last two minutes and twenty seconds. I'm watching the Daredevil show. <laughs> I'm sorry. But's got his right earbuds on over. right nice. now. That's why he's been silent. Other than he's got his phone turned sideways. Sorry, so you guys watch. are having your conversation. Awesome. That's great. This but holy awesome. smokes, this trailer! Whoa. Okay, sorry guys, I completely tuned you out. That's I'm, hilarious. I'm I had no sorry. clue you were doing that I know, I until I looked over. You guys are having your own little conversation. So, do you agree that it was very Dark Knightish? Uh, oh yes, absolutely. Um, th- I love this. I love yes. this. This is going to be great. Yeah. Like the just the just the turnabout, the sort of um, you know, good guy, bad guy, bad guy, good guy. Holy smoke! Did you talk about it? Have you been talking about this? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, good. Yeah. Um, I love this twist. I think this is a great thing to do for the third season. Freaking Vincent D'Onofrio, though. Like, oh, just bring wow, him back hey. for anything. Yeah. He is phenomenal in this role. Um, I've always loved his acting. Um, this is weird. I think one of his best, like, single pieces of acting was as a guy who gets caught uh, in between a subway and, like, the, the concrete barrier in an episode of Homicide Life on the Streets. Oh, really? This is a really old, you know, just a one little thing. But, like, that's where I first was introduced to this, this young Vincent D'Onofrio guy. Mm-hmm. And... I've sort of kind of been following his career ever since, uh, but he was uh, phenomenal in that. And it was, a, you know, he was sort of the center of it, but it was all the stuff that was going on around him. But his acting is just superb, and he is nailing this character, and I can't wait. That looks really good. And it said October. This is October. Yeah, this I don't have long to wait. This is great. Yeah, do we know exactly when it's going to be dropped? The 16th? So that's in a couple of weeks. Fantastic. And Netflix yeah. has a really, has this way, and I said this before, but they have this way of dropping a trailer one, they do this thing now. They they drop trailers and it's just there. It's it's you know a trailer is dropped and you don't have to wait a year for the for the movie or the show. It's just it's going to be on in a week or so. Less them, I prefer that. But they have a way of dropping a trailer that looks so badass and making me say both, "Oh, cool! It's only in two weeks," and "Holy shit! Two weeks can't come soon <laughs> enough." Like, True enough. I cannot wait for this. True enough. Oh, that looked incredible. Uh. D- Let's get to other, uh, I guess, Marvel-related. Disney is, uh, they're putting out a streaming service now. They're going to have some TV shows. Some characters in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I guess, are getting their own TV shows. Is that, am I getting that right? Yeah. um, Or at least the character. I don't know if the same actors, but the character is. I I believe it's the same actor because what they're they're planning on doing, because Disney is Disney and they have deep pockets... They're pledging to um, put out original content, and where you know because Netflix is is, is Netflix, and they they were great with the original content, but they were found to be spending way too much money. Well, Disney doesn't know what way too much money is, <laughs> so they can hire a Tom Hiddleston, um, or they can hire an Elizabeth Olsen. Um, to I love both. Put you know to put together a Loki television series or a Scarlet Witch television series, um, and you know they have enough money to pay those actors and to to, to budget these kind of these kind of uh, series. Would you watch it? I would totally watch. Would it. you get the streaming totally service? Yeah, I think I. That's kind of the thing is that like you're starting to look at all these streaming services like Netflix and Amazon and um, DC was putting on their own streaming service and. Um, Disney, I, I just think it's kind of a no-brainer because of the fact that I can own everything now. They're, yeah. you know, well, they, I geeked yeah. out about this when the service was first announced, and the the intent was over a course of however long, 
uh, as this service gets up and running, eventually they're going to siphon out all of the uh, Marvel content that is on other platforms like your Netflixes and whatnot. So ultimately, mm-hmm. that will all be on the Disney service. And at some point, that's going to be the only place that you're going to be able to see this now growing and gigantic library of TV mm-hmm. and movie content. So I don't know the timeline for that, but I, I remember that that was their, that was their intention. So... Honestly, that combined with everything else that they've they've ever done, it does make a pretty uh, compelling uh, get. Do you know? Do you have a timeline for that streaming service? I have don't. I think that? it's going to be either late 2019 or early 2020, probably. Sounds about right from what I recall. Um, it was a while back. Yeah, I don't think they have like a set date, but I know it's not going to be anytime soon. Uh, while we're on Disney, let's talk about. Uh, you got some notes here, Brian, about uh, Bob Iger taking responsibility for the failure of Solo. Was Solo a failure? Well, box office, it didn't do as well as they wanted as far as numbers were concerned. Um, and I think, like, what he's trying to say, because I, I I guess he was so, he's taking responsibility because I guess he was one of the ones that had pushed, we need a May, like, kind of a summertime release for a Star Wars movie. But they had just had The Last Jedi come out. Um, last Christmas, and they were getting into this thing where it's like every Christmas there's going to be a new Star Wars movie, and I thought that was a perfect formula because you wait like a full year, and then you get another Star Wars movie. Then you, you get something to tie year. you over between the big chapters yep. with these smaller stories. I thought it was a brilliant move. But for whatever reason, they wanted to release the solo movie in and around May, in and around Avengers Infinity War, mm-hmm. which is like, well, Suicide why? Move. Why yeah. would you do that? Yeah, especially since we had just gotten a Star Wars movie, right? Yep. The last uh, Well, in a Star Jedi. Wars movie that was as polarizing as it was. Right? <sighs> to some hardcore fans. Did you, you guys know? hear that there's a GoFundMe account? Oh, uh, uh, yeah. I think I, I told you that. Oh, yeah. You told me that? Yeah, yeah. I couldn't believe it. When there's I a GoFundMe account from some idiot. I'm going to yeah. go ahead and say <laughs> some idiot who's trying to raise something like $24 million so Probably that they can remake that. The Last Jedi and strict the, the one that just came out last year from canon. Unbelievable. Now my question is, okay, what what happens when they get if they get all that money if they reach their target? Yeah, that movie's not fucking getting made. No, what are you doing? You're a guy. You're not a movie making studio. Yeah. Like even with that, no, 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 no. That is one of the most ridiculous things I've ever heard. Definitely. I like the Last Jedi. I don't know. Maybe I'm in the minority. I As did I. Yeah. You guys don't. You guys both did. Oh yeah. yes. Yeah. 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 I think it's also like I was I, I was saying it to you earlier. Maybe some people didn't like the way it ended and or the way that, I don't know, the story or where the story is moving. That doesn't make it a bad movie. No. It just, means, it it just, just, it just means you didn't like the story, the, the narration of it. I don't yeah, know. But it, no? that, yeah, you can't, you can't call the it a bad movie just the because word. the thing didn't go your way. Yeah. I wanted to buy this T-shirt. There's another podcast that talks all Star Wars, and they're putting out their own merch, and they made this T-shirt that says, Your Snoke, your Snoke Theory Sucked. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's awesome. I love it. But back to the Bob Iger thing. So, yeah, I, part of what's come out of that is, I think, a promise to to slow down on the Star Wars stuff and maybe make less. I don't know if that means that we're, we're not ever going to see – uh, an Obi-Wan movie, which that kind of sucks. But uh, at the same time, I just think that, like, you know, they really, if Solo had not come out yet and they waited till December, it would have done so much better. Yeah. Uh, are you guys uh, upset that there's no Star Wars movie this Christmas? Well, I think that's be- that's the reason yeah. why I'm upset is because yeah. they could have just had this until Christmas. 
maybe yeah. release solo this Christmas. Yeah, they yeah. should have done that. Absolutely, and then it would have they won. It would have made yeah. way more money yep. than, than it did in May. Yeah. Um, and it just would have built up the anticipation. Plus, it wasn't a terrible movie. No, it wasn't. I, a terrible I movie. thought it was. I thought it was good. Part of what you know, not great. Good, I think. Well, great. I think part of what made this movie not great was because ever since the Force Awakens, the story has all been about introducing new characters uh, and and getting you invested in these new characters, Ray, Finn, and even mm-hmm. with Rogue One, these characters that you've never you've never met before. Um, or will again. Or will again, yeah. <laughs> um, but then, so if, if you're starting reason. to love like all these new characters like Jyn Erso, if you're starting to love Ray, Finn, Poe, um, then do you really care if they make a movie if like, what if Han Solo was... 19 20 years old do you know like like do you want to see them go back to go back to that some of it is yeah i'd love to see them sort of fill in these gaps but then the other part of me is like well i just want to kind of continue the the main chapters of the story if it's done well absolutely yeah i think that's i think that's the key uh, but i really think this one just suffered from a strange rushingness mm-hmm. and and breaking of the chain that we had all expected about you know one year a Star Wars chapter, uh, you know, uh, next year a Star Wars story, et cetera, et cetera. And that sucks. Why did yeah. they do that? Like, well, I like finicky as consumers. That too, yeah. Yep, that's true. As a movie, I did I did think I liked it. The ma- My main gripe with it was, really, that was the Kessel Run? <laughs> you know? <laughs> because the famous Kessel Run they've been talking time. about, that was it? Oh, okay, well... Liked it. I don't know why people would be talking about for generations and generations, but okay. We've been talking about Disney and Marvel and really getting into that. Let's go over to the other comics, the detective comics, mm-hmm. DC. Uh, there is a lot of news, and this came out. This has come out over the last few months and over the summer, lots of rumors and stuff. Uh, for over a year, we've heard that Ben Affleck would not be returning in the next uh, Justice League version. Out turns out that maybe Henry Cavill won't be coming back either. Is Such this the is this the death of this version of the <laughs> DC Cinematic Universe? Well, I think the death of this version of the DC Cinematic Universe is Batman versus Superman. Hey, um, <laughs> there we go. But uh, it is weird when that came out too, because Henry Cavill then made this weird like an Instagram video of like this. Uh, I guess this like epic. I think it was like Superman music or orchestral, you know, music, and he was just John Williams. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, he was just slowly raising a Superman toy action figure in front of the camera. Wow. And then lowering it, and then that was it. And people were trying to interpret that as no. See, he's still going to be Superman. Oh, That's just man. him confirming he's going to be Superman. But they have a lot of this came out when you know they were trying to get. Uh, Henry Cavill to make a Superman appearance in Shazam, right? You know, to make a Superman cameo in Shazam, but his uh, shooting schedule with with other movies. There was yeah. another movie that he was doing. I think it was actually another Paramount movie too. So like, oh. <laughs> remember the whole Mission Impossible thing where they Paramount wouldn't let him shave his uh, his mustache, like his facial hair, to do uh, reshoots for for Warner for Justice League. I think there's that was. Another thing. Uh... I was like, Mission Impossible. Yeah, so, so he funny. did Mission Impossible. He was doing another Paramount movie that also, unless it was Mission Impossible, that wouldn't allow him the time to go and do a cameo in Shazam. 
And so I think something from that was just like, well, I don't know if we're going to get Henry Cavill then to be uh, Superman after all. Let's speak a little bit about Ben Affleck and Henry Cavill as their roles. Like they were playing like these legendary characters in Superman and Batman. What did you think of Ben Affleck's Batman? Well, hey, he was really good as Daredevil back in the 90s. So (laughs) no, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) That's hard to say. Like... I, I I guess I'm sort of used to the whole Christian Bale kind of character. Um, that sort of became its own... Well, no, I guess it would have even started with the Michael Keaton. I'm Batman kind of thing. Um, to, to see that sort of dark, extra gritty... Like, does it sound weird for me to, to say that he seems too clean and, you know, polished, you know, for that role? I feel like he was playing a version of Batman that we hadn't seen yet on screen. Like kind of an older like Batman, a Frank Miller kind of Batman. Yeah, I, mean, I think that's, that's what, what I felt. yeah, that's what that's what he was portraying, which was different. Maybe this was my not letting go of previous. Well, know, and that's previous. the thing. I think he might seem polished to you because you know him so well. It's yeah. kind of like when George Clooney took up the Batman mantle after Val Kilmer. Bat- all you see is, is like is George, Clooney. Is George yeah, Clooney. Absolutely. You, know, you see Danny Ocean. Well, the, the Ocean's Eleven hadn't been made by then. But mm-hmm. um, did you have a problem with Batman? Uh, I, I with didn't. Ben Affleck as Batman. I didn't have a problem with Ben Affleck as Batman. I thought he didn't. He did a perfect job as Batman in Batman versus Superman. But the writing of Batman's character, seeing Batman kill people, um, all those things kind of irked me because I just think, oh well. He, I think what they did in the Nolan Batman universe is that they established, they really well established um, how Batman is the world's greatest detective, mm-hmm. you know, and that's that was always the lore between behind Batman and 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 what I loved about Batman is that he's he's got all these resources, so he's able to be a super um, powerful detective. And that M.O. stays consistent where it breaks under Ben Affleck. Yeah, and I and I don't necessarily think that's Ben Affleck's fault. I think he carries the intensity of Batman quite well, but he was just given um, character flaws by the writers, you know? Uh, but again, we're also seeing a different Batman. Like you said, mm-hmm. Frank Miller's Batman. I think there are versions of the copy of, uh, of comics where he does kill people, right? Oh, yes, no. I yeah. have. I have friends that like. There's older, like a uh, just where Batman has just lost all hope in humanity. We have the most recent like comic of Batman where so. he pulls his junk out on. <laughs> oh my! Yeah. Anyway, there's uh, there's <laughs> that. Oh there's that. Um, Henry Cavill as Superman, controversial, polarizing. Where were you guys on Henry Cavill as I, Superman? Man, I liked him. And you know what? I liked him. Here's the thing, though. Like Superman, I won't say he's like a, a less dimensional character. But there's just more sort of backstory and and more uh, detail and nuance that you can get from a Batman kind of character. You know, Superman landing in a field. That kind of happens every time, every movie. There's not really too much. Cornfield. Too many, cornfield, yeah. There's not, there's not too many twists or whatnot. So I hate to say it, but it could almost be anybody in that red suit with mm-hmm. the, you know, uh, because uh, the character itself I don't find as fleshed out as many other, many other comic book characters. So... To me, it wasn't the greatest loss in the world. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed his performance, but uh, eh. I think he looks the part. I thought that, and this is to me the biggest problem with the DCU. Just his tone, it just didn't work. And well, I thought he wasn't given like he wasn't. There was never a moment where he was winking at the camera, <laughs> you know, being like, you know, 
in the American way, you know, truth, justice in the American yeah. way. And, you know, I just kind of miss that. And I know that's like a thing of the past, the old Supermans, the old Christopher Reeve Superman, think, right? Again, I blame, though, the writing. And for the most part, I blame the studio. I blame the studio for this whole mess that is DC right now. Because <laughs> if you go all the way back um, to even before they launched the MCU, smartwatch. Oh, wow. <laughs> Sorry, my smartwatch is trying to chime in. Uh, if you go all the way back to even before they created the MCU, the stupid fucking thing about Warner Brothers is that they already owned all of the Justice League. DC didn't belong to any other movie company but Warner Brothers. So they could have made a Justice League a long time ago. You know, they they um but they decided to kind of make individual movies. They made Well, it. they wanted to get on board the whole team train like the Avengers. Right, build character after by the character fact. after, after, the, after fact. the fact. So everything about what Warner Brothers has done to the DC movies has been reactionary. What uh they they did the Nolan verse which was great. One of the best comic book movie tri- trilogies of all time, I think. Yeah. Um, I don't think that was even supposed to be like a trilogy. No. Well, I thought, I thought like the first two movies were so good. They were like, we got to have a third. That's movie. a fair point. Yeah. You know? Here's the thing. I love the heck out of Batman Begins. Like that yeah. first movie is among my favorites. I really like everything about that. And I thought it was a very underrated movie. And I think you're right. I think they were sort of only thinking about a sequel when they made the Dark Knight, and then boom, the Dark Knight is everything. Yeah. Let's yeah. Uh, let's maybe turn this into a, tri- a trilogy, guys. But it, the, yeah. so, and this is where this is where I think Warner Brothers was so flawed is because no Christopher Nolan, the writer extraordinaire, decided he wanted to wrap this story up. Right? He did. He did an okay job wrapping it up with. Uh, I still believe that he had no. He had no intentions on in making a third movie. Probably I thought not. I thought I it think... was over with the Dark Knight, but they were like, I thought the studio was like, we got to do this. Well, we that's the thing is like maybe and we got to do it fast. Into that. You know? And so the the other thing with that is that in and around um, the Dark Knight Rises, they're like, okay, well we're we're gonna make a Superman movie, but because the studio was so freaking reactionary with uh, with everything in terms of planning out something, they they see the success that was the Nolan verse of Batman and how. They rooted it in sort of realism. They made it very dark that they felt they needed to make Superman dark. And they're like, well, okay, who better to make a, a, a dark movie than Zack Snyder? Uh. He just finished <laughs> making uh, The Watchmen. I have a right? disdain for that. And he made The Watchmen, and uh, The Watchmen has this really dark tone. And like, okay, well, let's take the guy that made The Watchmen, and then he'll make a Superman movie, and he'll make a Superman movie like Christopher Nolan made a Batman movie, which you can't do that with Superman because Superman is a colorful character. Yeah. I. You make a super solid point. Were you guys, yeah. did you guys like Man of Steel? I did and I didn't. It grew on me a little bit. I like it more than the first time I saw it. I hated it the first time I saw it. Yeah, it's just like the first time I saw it, I thought it was a bit of a slog. And then I even saw Superman's like suit, and there's the, like that dark blue tone, and I was like, "That's not Superman, man." Like yeah. Superman is very bright. Yeah, it was okay. I but I, I I think your point is is exactly right. They're just they're looking at past successes. Mm-hmm. They're not really breaking new ground. Um, and yeah, like they're very reactionary on. You know, they're, uh, what was it, you know, Suicide Squad, for yeah. instance. That's complete clone of, and, and you're right, they're just, they're not really trend-setting. They're, they're just on coattails. They're following, and that's, that's the same. So to your point with Suicide Squad, this Suicide Squad followed Guardians of the Galaxy, right? Whereas, like, Guardians of the Galaxy showed you can make a movie that 
doesn't take itself seriously, that has a kick-ass soundtrack. And so what they did with Suicide Squad is that they hired two editors, two movie editors that have only in their lifetime had edited together movie trailers, whereas they put together this whole movie of really just soundtrack songs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, It sounds like there's not going to be a uh, Man of Steel 2 because there was a lot of talk that there would be a sequel to that Man of Steel, but that sounds like it's by the wayside without Cavill and uh, now Ben Affleck's not returning. But I think the, uh, the one part of the DCEU that has worked was Wonder Woman. Would you guys agree with that? Yep. And that's why I, th- I think it's thrown kind of confusion into this. And yeah, like, like maybe they're not going to make a Justice League 2. Yeah. They'll just continue riding Wonder Woman's coattails. I, yeah. I very much enjoyed Wonder Woman. Yeah, I thought it was a, a, a solid movie on, on its own. And it'd be interesting to see, yeah, exactly how they try and expand upon this. Uh, Wonder Woman 84, That when does that come out? Does that come out this year? I think it comes out next. I think it's next, next year. year. Next yeah. year, so okay. So that's, next year. Uh, there's also the other two, the other two, the other, or uh, yeah, yeah, the other two um, superheroes in the DCU, the Justice League, Ezra Miller's Flash and Jason Momoa's Aquaman. Aquaman's coming out this year. Yep. Right. Yeah. Are you guys interested in that? No. Uh, I'd, I'd, I'd like to be, uh, but it probably won't prioritize my money dollars. No. No. Yeah. You know what I'd like to see out of. Uh, out I didn't of one hate of these Justice movies. League, to be honest with you. I thought it was better than. Batman vs Superman. I think I didn't hate like. It. it was a mess of a movie, but at least it was like. <laughs> yeah. I laughed a few times, and I was like, "This is fun." I think I didn't hate it as much because I waited to watch it, and it got, it got like a shit ton of negative reviews yep. when it was out in theaters. I'm like, "There's no way I'm going to spend my money to watch it in theaters," and then I actually watched it at home, and it was like, "Okay, it wasn't." That bad, yeah. like, but that by terrible, that time your expectations are lower super than dirt. Low. Yeah, super Josh low. Whedon, of course, took over that, right? Yeah. So you know, I could see which I could see which parts of the movie he shot and which parts of the movie Zack Snyder shot. Isn't you that could funny? See the hey, difference. Yeah. Love, there's a there's a scene in the opening uh, of that movie that shows it, it cuts to like this homeless guy, um, and he had a sign on there saying, "I tried." And I think that's like a Joss Whedon thing. He's like, look, guys, I tried. I Dang. tried to do what I could with this. Oh, that's fun stuff. Uh, one last piece of movie news I want to go over with you guys here in the weekly podcast. Uh, we got a first look at the new Joker. I mean, we're sticking in the DCU here. Uh, I guess, it's, is it going to be part of the... I don't know. I don't part know. Of that. I think it's a separate movie. Uh, Todd Phillips, director, The Hangover. The Hangover. <laughs> Road Trip. He's going to be the director of uh, this just separate standalone Joker movie. And uh, Joaquin Phoenix is going to be the Joker. And we saw uh, his character in some of the makeup without the makeup as well. Arthur Fleck, I guess, is the name of the character, according to early reports. Oh, you, get that? you get that, though? No. The A. Fleck. Fleck. Oh, my goodness. Affleck. <laughs> oh, you should see crazy? the look on Art's face right now. It's just like <laughs> defeated. Oh man! I wonder if that's. I wonder if that's I a did, big. Did you think of that just now? What? Well, I just, isn't that like a <laughs> voice is kind of a burn? To, that's to incredible. That's so funny. I would love Black. that to be. That's so funny. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, it speculates on the origin. This movie, according to early reports, uh, on how it would align with the overall story. Joker is expected to premiere sometime in 2019. So just. Just Joker, I guess. 
origin story set in 1980s Gotham City with the Wayne family representing, uh, represented by its patriarch Thomas Wayne. Early reports said Alec Baldwin would take on that role, mm. but the actor has said that he dropped out of the project, so I don't know. That, maybe that's not happening. Are you guys, uh, would you guys be interested in just a singular Joker movie? Um, well, see, like, I'd love to see what Walking Phoenix does with it. I think part of my intrigue with this is so they the last Joker before well okay Jared Leto was the last Joker before yeah. Jared Leto there was all this intrigue because um, Heath Ledger poured his heart and soul and and did an amazing job portraying the Joker um, this and this crazy version of of the Joker the craziest version that we've seen on on screen. Um, and then people were, you know, were, were attached to that, you know, and originally when, when the tall order, the yeah, very first show, shoes. cause like there's these test images and, and test footage that had come out. And most recently you'd see, you saw Joaquin Phoenix just on screen, uh, in test footage for the Joker. Right. And usually when this comes out, people are like, well, I don't know about this. That was what people were saying when Heath Ledger first came out with a picture of himself as the Joker. It was all in kind of black and white, except the lips were red, and he looked all messed up. Nice. And yeah. he was like, oh, wow, I don't know about this, right? Like, what are they going to do to this character? Because the Joker that you saw on screen before that was Jack Nicholson. So what you're saying is we need a little bit more. I think we need a little bit more, but like when well, I'm trying to think more. about just a Joker movie, it's the same issue that I have with just a Venom movie, right? He's like, you have just the Joker, so Batman's not going to be in this. You're going to have a Joker movie without a Batman. You're going to have basically a villain movie without a hero. Then what is it, you know? And it's the same issue that I have with Venom. Is like, are you trying to make Venom a hero before he's a villain? Because you, know? you think in a movie you need someone to cheer for. You believe that. Yeah, I movies. think you, you kind of need some that, that sort of counterbalance. And I think that's what made The Dark Knight great is because there are sort of two sides of the same coin. Yeah. And they were sort of battling it out in that sense. And that's what makes The Dark Knight such a powerful movie. But then what's the joke? What, you know, what are you what, who are we rooting for here? What are you know, what are we trying to get at with just the Joker movie? Mm -hmm. Is 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 he going to be fighting Commissioner Gordon? Is he going to be, you know, are we going down this? Well, just, you know, just a little bit too far with it. A little bit. Uh, yeah, that's what Perhaps, I'm thinking. Because right? another think thing is the Jared Leto Joker. There's still a, a movie with Jared Leto as a Joker somewhat in development. There's a script written for a Joker Harley Quinn movie that I think is is going to be next in line to the, um, was it Birds of Prey or what was, what's the one that Harley Quinn was going to do with all the other female? You got me on that one. Yeah, female Gotham. So I have a problem with this movie. And the the kind of like you, but my problem with it is the Joker as a character has no backstory. No, and I yeah. like that. This is attempting to give him a backstory. And I like the line in Christopher Nolan's movie. I think it's Commissioner Gordon that gives it. He's just like, we got nothing on this guy. He's got no known aliases, mm -hmm. nothing, nothing in his pocket but knives and lint. Yeah. And it's like, that's cool that Absolutely. this guy has no background. I love that. Whatsoever. Yeah. He just appeared yeah. in, his, in his, his handmade clothing and no yeah. discernible history at all. Yeah. Absolutely. I love that part of it. And I think that to give him a backstory is to kind of take a little away from that movie magic, that mm -hmm. character magic, I think, a little bit. So that's my problem with it. Uh, 
Guys, I think we've gone over a lot here, mm-hmm. and uh, we're coming up on an hour. So, uh, where can we find you guys? If you want to, like, you know, someone's listening to this. If you're listening to this and you want to get a hold of Bud, talk about the weekly geek out for yeah. this month. Or... Uh, so, I'm Bud at the Zone.fm. I'm Webmeister Bud on all socials. I have my weekly geek out Wednesdays at seven twenty with Dylan and Jason. And you'll find that at thezone.fm slash geekout. And uh, yeah, there I am. That's me. Boy, Tano, what do you got? Yeah, I'm just Brian with a Y at thezone.fm. So you can reach me there. And then you can hear me every day on the mixtape, which is 5 o'clock in the afternoon zone on weekdays. Love the mixtape. Oh, it's so good. So good. Uh, Me, I'm just, you can find me on Twitter at Art Aronson, A-R-T-A-R-O-N-S-O-N. Uh, my email is the same, art.aronson at jpbg.ca. It's a oh, bit of a mouthful. I should get that changed. Yeah. I really should. It's really hard to say. I like say it on the phone. It's a bit like, much, how do we get yeah. a hold of you? And I'm like, <laughs> J-B-P. And yeah, like, what? Yeah. what? And what? even just now, you yeah. said it wrong. Yeah, yeah. Brian yeah. and I are grandfathered into the old branded uh, uh, website uh, website aliases. Yeah, we'll have to see if we can get you one of those. Yeah, maybe you can help me art out. Because art at the zone.fm would certainly be a little easier to to say to people. Right on. Well, thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Anything else you guys want to say? No. Do you want to see your signature bye catchphrase? <gasps> bye!